Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me here on the Fridays with Francis podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to be with me. Just a reminder, these podcasts are the audio versions of the video live streams that I do every week on Fridays at 8.15 Eastern on my Facebook page, Monk Musings, or my Instagram profile, Francis OSB. If you'd like, head on over to those platforms and you can see the video live stream either while I'm doing it or it also gets saved so you can watch it anytime you'd like. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and thanks for joining me. Here's the latest episode of Fridays with Francis. Facebook is live. Hello, Facebook. Excellent. We're going to get uh, we're going to get Instagram going now. There we go. Instagram is going. We love to see that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Right. Hello, everybody. We'll get going in just a minute here. Hi, everybody. Just give it another minute here. I was looking something up before I got, before I realized what time it was. have a lot of people on tonight but we you know we will we will begin we'll begin and people will catch up here so let's begin as we begin all things in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen lord jesus you are welcome in this place we ask you to be with us tonight we ask you to come into our hearts that we may understand your plan for us we may understand that we need you more than anything else in our lives and that when we put you at the center of our life we will never be disappointed come into our hearts tonight show us your will let us hear your word in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen well good evening everybody and welcome to another episode of fridays with francis here on friday january 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you for being here tonight. I, again, as I say every week, I'm always amazed at the number of you that turn in, tune in uh, live, and I'm even more amazed by those of you who watch later. 
uh, it's pretty incredible. So thank you, thank you very much for being here. Um, I had a pretty interesting week. I hope you did too. Uh, I got my first uh, COVID vaccination on Tuesday. Uh, went great. Thank you to the New Hampshire National Guard. Uh, my arm hurts a little bit. I was a little tired, but other than that, went pretty well. So to all of you out there who are, should I get it? Should I not get it? Get it. It's an act of charity. It's not only going to help you, it's going to help other people around you. I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, and then yesterday, and this story is now connected to what I'm going to talk about tonight. Uh, yesterday, I celebrated my fourth anniversary, fourth anniversary of uh, taking vows as a monk of St. Anselm Abbey. So four years ago, on January 14th, I completed my novitiate, and I took vows as a monk of St. Anselm Abbey. So I am supremely grateful and pretty astounded every time I think about how I got here and what it took to get me here and how God has been leading me here all the time or the whole time, the whole time he's been leading me to this place. And I went through things and did other things in my life before coming to this place. Um, and that has made my experience here for the last five and a half years all the more rich and all the more wonderful. Which is what leads me to our topic tonight. Tonight I thought I would talk to you about Psalm 95. And it's a very important psalm. It has a very important place in the life of a monk. As I said in the introduction, it has a very important place in the life of a monk and in the life of everyone. In every Christian, every person who would read it, uh, everybody. Because it allows, or it gives you permission, and it actually instructs you to think about the world in a certain way. And when you think about the world in this certain way, uh, things work. Things are good. Uh, things are the way they're supposed to be. It makes more sense when I explain it, so here we go. The reason my anniversary sort of ties into this. Uh, so yesterday at Mass, January 14th, I was assigned to be the homilist at Mass, and I was the homilist. Uh, if you want to listen to my homily, uh, check out the Fridays with Francis podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to it. So, but, so yesterday I was giving the homily and the gospel was from the gospel of St. Mark. Uh, and the responsorial psalm was Psalm 95. And I found myself connecting these two quite intimately and quite closely. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the gospel of Mark, this passage. So in the gospel of Mark, it's the very beginning, it's chapter one. So we're, we're checking the book very early tonight. Gospel of Mark chapter 1, Jesus is walking through the towns of Galilee, preaching the gospel, telling everyone the good news. All throughout the synagogues, he's healing people, he's casting out demons, everything. And a leper 
comes to him. And this is the passage. Mark chapter 1, verse 40, for those of you following along. And a leper came to him, begging him and said to, kneeling, and said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And he sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. So that's the gospel that was in my homily yesterday. So when thinking about it and reflecting on it, I found myself asking a question. How did the leper know that Jesus could cure him? How did the leper know that Jesus was the promised Messiah of Israel? How did he know? And I was immediately drawn to the responsorial psalm that was also in the Mass, and that was Psalm 95. I'm going to read Psalm 95 for you now. And this will all connect, I promise. This is Psalm 95. It's a little long, but it's pretty good. It's the Psalms, after all. Come, let us ring out our joy to the Lord. Hail the rock who saves us. Let us come into his presence giving thanks. Let us hail him with a song of praise. A mighty God is the Lord, a great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the heights of the mountains are his. To him belongs the sea, for he made it, and the dry land that he shaped by his hands. O come, let us bow and bend low. Let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God, and we, the people who belong to his pasture, the flock that is led by his hand. O that today you would listen to his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah. As on that day at Massa in the desert, when your forebears put me to the test, when they tried me, though they saw my work. For forty years I wearied of that generation, and I said their hearts are astray. This people does not know my ways. Then I took an oath in my anger. Never shall they enter my rest. The key phrase in that psalm, Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Harden not your hearts. You've heard this psalm before. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So go back to my question about the leper. How did he know? Well, the context of, gospel, of the Gospel of Mark is very important here. He knew because he was listening. He was listening for the voice of the Lord. And then you have Jesus going through Galilee, preaching the gospel and preaching the good news. He hears the voice of the Lord. And he goes to God. He goes to Jesus. Lord, if you will it, I can be made clean. He was listening for Jesus. He was listening for the voice of the Lord. And he found it in the word made flesh. He found it in the Word of God 
who became flesh. So, what is Psalm 95? Well, Psalm 95 uh, comes, so there are 150 Psalms, so it comes towards the end of the Psalter, but it is the beginning of a series of Psalms that are specifically devoted to praising the Lord, God, for who he is and what he has done. So you may remember verses 3 to 5 of Psalm 95 explain who God is. A mighty God, a great king. In his hands are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his. The seas belong to him and the dry land he shaped by his hands. This is the God of the book of Genesis. This is the God who said, let there be light and there was light. This is the God who created the universe. And we're worshiping him because he created the universe. And so it's it's believed uh, pretty strongly, although we don't really know that this would be a psalm that was prayed when the Jews would go into the temple in Jerusalem. So this is how they would begin their worship. Now for Jewish people today, this is still used in their worship. Right? So if there's any anybody out there who's familiar with the prayers of the Jewish people, their rituals, this is how they begin the Sabbath. So if you don't know, for the Jewish people, the Sabbath begins on Friday evening and ends on Saturday evening. And in that 24 hours, that 24 hours is the day of rest as we know it. This is the seventh day, the day of rest. And it's a day for the worship of God. And they have a ritual at the beginning of the Shabbat dinner, which is on Friday night at sundown, that they're, it's called, I'm going to say this wrong, Kabbalat Shabbat. We welcome the Sabbath. We welcome the day of rest. We welcome this opportunity to worship God. And they start that ritual with Psalm 95. Come, let us worship the Lord. Come, let us ring out our joy to the Lord. Hail the rock who saves us. Let us come into his presence giving thanks. Let us hail him with a song of praise. They start their day of worship with this psalm. And actually, they go Psalm 95 through 99, and they sing Psalm 29 as well. They welcome the Sabbath. Now, this has translated over to a Christian practice, a Catholic practice, uh, and that is in the Liturgy of the Hours. So let me, let me set the stage here for you and paint a little picture. The monk, I'm a monk. All of my community, every morning we wake up uh, and we, we pray the Liturgy of the Hours together at certain points during the day. This is not something, this is something I have explained many times. But this is, picture it, because this happened, this has been happening lately. It's wintertime, it's really cold out, we wake up, and it's one of those mornings where you're like, I should just go back to bed. It's cold out, I'm cold, it's windy, 
Ugh. No. You get up. You drag yourself into church. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. And in our monastic community, the custom is, or the, it's, it's the rule. The rule is that at from the last time we pray together at night, until breakfast the next morning is a period of silence. It's like 11, 12 hours of silence. So you're quiet. You really haven't talked to anybody. You go into church. You're sitting there. The bell rings. The bell rings and we pray the Angelus prayer silently. And then the first thing you hear, the first thing you hear for the day, is the uh, whoever is leading the prayer that week says, Oh Lord, open my lips. And we respond, And my mouth shall proclaim your praise. So we say that. And then the person leading the prayer for the week says Psalm 95. So that is Psalm 95 is how monks and anybody who prays the Liturgy of the Hours is how monks start their day. Psalm 95. And St. Benedict specifically instructs his monks to use Psalm 95 because he wanted them every day to hear these words. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, St. Benedict wants me to hear that every day, which means what? It means that I should be listening. It means that I should be listening for the voice of the Lord and that I should not be afraid to hear his voice. And when I do hear his voice, my heart needs to be open. And I need to let that I need to let the word Jesus into my heart. I said at the beginning that this psalm places everything in a context. And I really do believe that. It, we, we use this psalm to worship God and to praise him because he is God, because he created the universe. He is above all gods, above all things. He created the earth, and the earth belongs to him. Now think about what's going on in your life. Think about what's going on in, our, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your state, in our country, in our world. I firmly believe that a lot of the problems that we have in our world today are because we have not placed ourselves in the proper context. We have made ourselves higher than God. We've said, I can do it on my own. No, no. No, no. Or, I control everything. No, no. God is in charge. And I don't mean that to be punitive. When you, when you can 
accept that God is in charge, a lot of responsibilities sort of come off your shoulders. A lot of the burdens you may feel you're, you're free from. So what should we do? Well, we should, we should praise God for that. Thank you, God. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being you. And not only that, but we should be listening. We should be listening for him. We should be listening for his voice and ensuring that when we hear it, that our hearts are not hardened, that our hearts are on fire for him. So again, think about everything going on in your life and think about everything going on in the world today. Those two things, recognizing that God is God and I'm not in charge, and also listening for him, listening for his voice. You know what that means? It means you got to shut up. You gotta, you gotta listen. And if those, those, are, those of you who are out there who are saying, "Well, God doesn't speak to me. I don't hear God's voice." First of all, don't give up. Second of all, listen closer. Listen more close. Sorry, listen more closely. I speak English real good. I promise. Listen close, more closely. Break open your Bible. There's a reason why Jesus is called the Word. It's the Word of God speaking to us. Break open your Bible. I read. Some, I, I know some of you may have seen this book, but I read Psalm 95 from a book that I have that was given to me when I entered the monastery. Um, it's a book of just the Psalms. It's a book of just the Psalms. Those of you who may be church nerds out there, you have heard that there's a new translation of the Liturgy of the Hours coming out because they found some defects in the translation of the Hebrew into Latin into English. It's in this particular book, and it was done by Abbot Gregory Poland, who is the he was the abbot of Conception Abbey in Missouri. He is now the abbot primate, so the chief abbot of our of all the Benedictines in the world. Um, so this is a helpful book, the Revised Grail Psalms. Helpful book if you're interested in just the Psalms. Sometimes I just pick this up and I open it and I read. I mean, the Psalms are pretty sh are relatively short, uh, and this is very a very readable book. You shouldn't read it cover to cover. That might not be helpful. But if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, the really important thing is that we have his words. So use them. So recognize that God is God. And be open to hearing his voice. 
I firmly believe that if 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 everyone in our world today realized those two things, a lot of the problems we have would go away. Because a lot of the problems in our world today are are done by uh, us. We 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 put them on ourselves. We bring them on ourselves. But we're human, so that's going to happen. So that's Psalm 95. I think it's a pretty good psalm. Um, I concluded my homily yesterday by reflecting on the fact that uh, it was my anniversary. And I said something to the effect of, you know, four years ago, four years and now one day ago, I took vows as a monk of St. Anselm Abbey here in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, but if you had asked me five years ago or six years ago that that was, if you had told me that that was what was going to happen, I would have laughed at you. And I realize now that a lot of the twists and the turns that I took in my life were periods of me listening to the Lord and then not listening to the Lord. And then listening again, and then not listening again. But it all happens for a reason. Because God is in charge, and God is the Lord. That's our show for tonight. Thanks for joining me. Uh, a pro brief programming note about next week. Uh, I would appreciate your prayers for me uh, next, next Friday. Uh, I am having oral surgery next Friday. Having some, I'm having my wisdom teeth removed. So uh, we will not be doing a live episode next week because I think I'll be pretty swollen and in pain. I am, however, this coming week going to try to put together a video. So I'll still try to post something on Friday. It just won't be me live. So if you could pray for me, if I'm I'm having surgery on Friday. And secondly, uh, I think what I'm finally going to do for the video next week is I'm going to do a question video, which I've been threatening to do since I started this. So look for a post this week uh, on Instagram and on Facebook uh, where I will ask you to ask your questions. And I, ask me about anything. Ask me about my life as a monk, my life before I was a monk. Ask me about if you have a question about... Uh, the Bible or about a point of theology, anything's on the table. Uh, ask me a question. I'm going to try to make a video or I answer a couple of them, and I will post that next Friday. But I can't post the video unless I get the questions. So look for a post from me, probably Sunday or Monday, where I'll be asking for your questions. I would really appreciate it. And again, I would appreciate your prayers. So I will see you. I will see you. Uh, you'll see me next week. I won't see you. I will see you the following week, January 29th, uh, when we get together again. Until that time, know that you are in my prayers. Keep, please keep me in yours. Know that God is working on your behalf. Angels have been assigned to you. Heaven is holding conversations about you. Be at peace. Good night, everybody.